0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, a recording from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. So incredibly thankful that you would take time out to listen to this and allow me to uh, speak into your life. Glad to have you. This is episode 212 of the podcast, and uh, in this episode, I'm going to start a a little mini series uh, over the last few months, I guess over the last five months or so. I've had the opportunity and the privilege to correspond with a few uh, regular listeners of the podcast. Um, There's about eight or nine people that I've been corresponding with uh, multiple times back and forth over the last few months. I've gotten several questions. Um, related to, to the topic at, at hand, and uh, I've gotten s- several questions and several kind of thoughts that have been brought to my attention, and what I tried to do basically sort of just kind of organize all those thoughts and kind of package them into a, a few questions. So the so the individual questions that I'm going to answer uh, in, in the next few episodes are not necessarily specific questions I've been asked by specific listeners, um, but the next few questions that I dive into over the next few episodes is going to be more... Uh, you know, more more of kind of a, a handful of questions that have kind of come up in my mind as I've been corresponding with these uh, with these eight or nine people over the last five months uh, by email. And uh, the first question I'm going to answer in this in this mini series is this: Is it wrong for me to hate homosexuality? Um, really, really great question. Uh, I think the answer really depends on what you mean or what you're referring to I think I've been asked questions that are related to this question or i have been asked different variations of this question but, but they often are coming from different motivations or from different contexts, so they, they mean slightly different things. And I think this question can be really interpreted differently depending on who you are and who's asking it. And so, uh, so I don't want to just give a blanket answer. I've been asked, is it wrong for me to hate the sin of homosexuality? I've been asked... Why do people seem to hate homosexuality more than other sins? Uh, I've been asked by one individual, a young person, is it wrong for me to hate homosexuals? Or, or, Or in the same email that someone asked me about the idea of uh, of being frustrated or agitated with people uh, that this person called as LGBT members. Um, and so, again, there, there's all sorts of questions that I've been asked around this. So I want to kind of give a few thoughts that have been kind of raging around my, my head and heart uh, around this genre of questions Before I dive directly into that, I will say this: Um, I have I have covered topics related to homosexuality on the podcast before. Back in episode 78, I answered the question, "Why is homosexuality a sin?" Um, I do believe that homosexuality uh, is outside of God's ideal design for humanity. I believe that God's ideal design for uh, relationships. Uh, or for sexual activity is within the bounds of covenant marriage between one man and one woman. I do believe that's God's ideal. It's what I see in the Scripture, and I I, I talked about that in episode seventy eight, uh, also episode seventy nine and episode eighty. I also covered. Uh, I did an interview with uh, uh, with a relatively well known well known author, Preston Sprinkle, and then I also answered the question: uh, Can gay people go to heaven? So, uh, if you're interested, I would highly encourage you to go back and check those episodes out: episode seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty. I think those would be really, really valuable to you, maybe give you some broader context or perspective uh, on what you know, what I see in scripture, how I feel about uh, some of the related uh, topics and some of the related elements to this particular conversation. Um, so I want to answer specifically, is it wrong for me to hate homosexuality? And I think the answer might be yes, or it might be no, or it might be maybe, or it might be it depends on what you mean. I, I think there's a variety of ways to answer this question. So let me give you four thoughts um, that I think will be helpful in in answering this question and really getting kind of to the heart of the matter number 1 i think i think we as people ought to be known as people particularly particularly those of us who are christians who who are bible believers those of us who are gospel centric followers of christ i believe that we ought to be more known for what we are for than what we are against and i think there are there are some people not 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 all and i wouldn't even say it's most but I do think there's a segment of of modern American evangelical Christianity where where people are are more known for what they are against than what they are for, and and I guess the question I would pose to any listener out there is to say this is Are you more passionate about people experiencing God's best for them? Are you more passionate about stopping something? And, and I think there's, I think it's, I think there are moments where it's appropriate to be passionate against something, or, or passionate about stopping something. I believe that's that's really important. Um, but I, I want to be the type of person that's more passionate about being for something than against something. Um, I'll use a silly metaphor, silly example. In the world of sports, I'm from Philadelphia, so uh, being a football fan, I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the football team from, from Philadelphia. Um, I want to be known as a sports fan that is pro-Eagles. I want to support the Eagles more than I'm against the Cowboys or the Giants, or the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants or, or the teams that are the rivals to the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I want to be known more as someone who promotes the Eagles than someone who hates the Cowboys or hates the Giants, right? I think there are some sports fans that are sometimes more known as someone who is against a team than they are for a team. And sometimes we jokingly refer to these people as haters. You're nothing but a hater. That's a kind of a right common layman's terms we would use in our modern culture. And I think sometimes when we use the term hater, what we're really referring to is that someone who is more against something they are for something. You know, in Philadelphia, we got lots of people who have never even been to the city of Dallas, but they claim to be Cowboys fans. And I think the the motivation there is not that they are actually fans of the Cowboys. They are just, they're just anti-Eagles. They hate the Eagles. They, 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 they are passionate against the Eagles. So the natural bend is, well, it's a root for the Cowboys. And there's this whole segment of people In Pennsylvania, New Jersey, that know nothing about Dallas. They really have no business rooting for the Cowboys, other than they are against the Eagles, so therefore they embraced. The cowboys, And to a lesser extent, we see that sometimes with the New York Giants. Um, and so again, but that may be silly or even odd to equate it. I think we see that in other areas. I think we see this in politics. We see this in all sorts of elements of our society and culture when it comes to lifestyle or convictions. And I think sometimes this creeps into how we view Sexuality. I think sometimes there are there are people who profess to be Christians, people who claim to be followers of Jesus, who sometimes they may appear to be more against homosexuality than they are pro God's plan. I I, I don't want to be someone who's known as against homosexuality. I want to be known as someone who is pro God's ideal design. I believe this. God has an an ideal design for humanity. And I am passionate about people experiencing that and and understanding why that's important and honoring Christ through their relationships and their sexualities and and their attractions and inclinations and their responses to their own attractions and inclinations. I want people to experience God's best for them more than I want to stop homosexuality. And, And now, it's, again, it's not wrong to be against something, but I just want to be more passionately for something else. And, and that's that would be the challenge I give to all Christians. Are, are you more against homosexuality or are you more for God's ideal design? If you are more passionate about stopping homosexuality, uh, then I think maybe maybe your hatred of homosexuality maybe is off kilter and maybe needs some adjustment. And I would, I would, I would challenge you to ask the Holy Spirit to transform your heart in that regard. Uh, number two, um, I, I think we ought to hate all sin. Um, uh, the Bible does clearly call homosexuality an abomination. Th- that word refers to something that you find disgusting. Um, if you've ever, if you've ever saw something that was gross that made you kind of vomiting your throat a little bit, like for me, it's beets. Like whenever you throw food, when you when you have beets in a salad, I just I'm grossed out by it. Um, we ought to be disgusted when we see sin. Um, And and homosexuality, the Bible does label uh, an abomination. Uh, So we ought to be disgusted by it. Just like we would have a a, a reaction to food that is disgusting to us, we ought to feel disgusted when we see sin. The problem is this. There are many Christians that are disgusted by homosexuality, but they're not disgusted by other sins. Um, Again, not all Christians. I don't even think this is most Christians. um, But I do think there's a segment of Christians. Let me tell you what else the Bible labels as an abomination. The Bible labels... The number one thing that God that the Bible labels as an abomination or as disgusting to God is idolatry. Idolatry is worshiping an idol, loving or worshiping something more than God. Now, sometimes this means a physical idol, right? If you go to pagan countries and in, in, in Asia in particular, um, you'll have people bowing down to statues and worshiping a statue, and and that form of idolatry has been popular throughout world history. Um, but but in our modern context, we have forms of idolatry. Like people might not worship statues, but they worship money or fame or sports. Right? We know lots of people who worship at the altar of sports. Right? In ESPN, um, and I'm a sports fan, but like it should not. I should not worship or love sports more than I worship and love God. But there's lots of people that do. Right? Worshiping or loving anything more than God is idolatry, and God says that's an abomination. It's disgusting. Like there are dozens and dozens of times throughout the scriptures where. Where idolatry is referred to as being disgusting to God, or something that God hates. Other things that are labeled as disgusting to God are as greed, adultery, uh, pride, haughtiness, cult-like actions, violence, lewdness. All of these things are God find that God finds disgusting. Usury and right, um, that's. If you loan someone money at a higher interest rate, you take advantage of them. God calls it an abomination, right? Do we look at some of the banks that rip people off, some of the lenders in our society that maybe take advantage of low uh, of uh, people with low credit scores? Like, do we find it disgusting? Because we should. I mean, there there are elements of sin or types of sin that are that are disgusting, and we should find all of them disgusting. And so the problem is this: if you if you hate homosexuality more than you hate these other sins. I think I think there's a problem. Uh, the book of Proverbs talks about all sorts of unethical business practices uh, as being disgusting or an abomination for God. Uh, the abuse of power, defending wickedness, uh, talking bad about people's behind people's back without them knowing or without them deserving that, um, speaking ill of a righteous person. Proverbs talks about or gossip. Like these are all things that the Bible refers to as an abomination, as disgusting, as things that God hates. Like, do you hate all of these things, or is this one sin kind of stand? out to you. Uh, th- there is a segment of Christians in the world today that will sort of make it like, we shouldn't hate anyone. Just love. Love is all that matters. Love. It's all fluffy snowflake version of Christianity that quite frankly is not comparable or excuse me, not uh, not congruent with what we see in the scripture. Like what we see in the scripture is, is a God who who ex- who wants humans to experience his ideal design for them, and and we see that same God, the Creator of the universe, hating anything that gets in the way of humans experiencing God's love for them and God's goodness for them. God hates things that distract us, things we worship more, and God hates when we disobey him because ultimately it doesn't honor him, it doesn't bring him glory, and it's in our worst interest. Does that even make sense? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, like, It's not in our best interest, that's what i meant to say, to sin against God. It, it's a detriment to ourselves and to those around us. Like, There are lots of things that God hates. We should hate those things too, we should not hate one more than the other. We should hate all of them. Um, so there's there, there's two flaws in our society. We have some people that just hate some sins more than others, which is wrong and and, and unbalanced. And we have some people that say we shouldn't hate at all, just love. And that's also a fraudulent form of, of Christianity. And what we see in the scripture is a God who does hate certain things. And we ought to be in line with God in that we should love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. I think that's a, an important concept to remember. Number three, I'll say this. um, We should seek to separate someone's sin from their person, which is really, really hard to do, virtually impossible. But this is something we pray for God to give us the grace to do. There's this old adage, hate the sin, but love the sinner. And quite frankly, it's a little bit trite. And I think that that, that statement is founded in sentiments that might be cheesy or lame, and, and it's to some extent insensitive. But but I, I do think it, there's some truth to that statement, and I think it's really ought to be the goal of Christians is that we should look at human beings, be disgusted by their choices, but still look beyond that and see the greatness in them that God has placed there. Like to look and see that they are made in the image of God, that God loves them, that God you know could have a great plan and purpose for them. Like we should l- look at someone's choices and hate them, hate the choices, but love the person. Um, This is what God does with us. This is what God does with me. Every day, I'm sure God is disgusted with some of my choices, but yet he chooses to love me desperately. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And again, as I said a moment ago, I think this is virtually impossible for humans to do well. Um, So I think we need to ask God For the grace to do this i think this is a supernatural thing we say lord supernaturally transform me give me the grace give me the ability give me the audacity to be disgusted with sin to hate it but yet choose to to look at a human and love them and see that they are made in the image of god like that is the thing i pray for regularly i would encourage you to do the same and then the fourth thing i would say is this or the first thing I, the fourth thing would be a question I would ask, and that is this: do you hate another person's sin more than your own? If the answer is yes, then maybe there's a problem. Um, in that, in response to that same saying, "Hate the sinner, love this; uh, hate the sin, love the sinner," I heard um, I heard a speaker, author once. His name is Tony Campolo, uh, say something that I thought was valuable. Now I'll, I'll be t- I'll tell you this: Tony Campolo, for the most part, I disagree with a lot what he has to say. I, I have fierce disagreements with his politics and some of his ideology. Um, but uh, but but I do think there are some things that Tony Campolo brings to the table that I really find valuable. And I heard him say this once and I'll never forget. It, it was so valuable. He said. He was talking about this quote, you know, this old adage, hate the sin, love the sinner. And he said, he said his goal is to hate the sin, or excuse me, he said his goal is to love the sinner and hate his own sin, right? Rather than saying love the sinner, but hate their sin, Tony Campolo says, I choose to love the, the sinner's and I hate my own sin. Like he's, he's putting the onus back on himself. He's putting the view on himself. And I think that's a really valuable perspective because I think sometimes we can be disgusted or hate someone else's sin, particularly that the sin of homosexuality has a, a stigma in, in modern culture and modern Christianity. And people hate it um, more than the other sins, but they don't hate their own sin. And if you're disgusted with homosexuality, you probably are accurate in being in line with what God is disgusted with, but you might be flawed in that you are disgusted with someone else more than yourself. Like if you are disgusted with homosexuality and not disgusted with your own sin, whatever it is, I would say there might be, there might be a significant problem with the way you view sin. Like there are all sorts of things in the scripture, as I mentioned earlier, that are labeled an abomination, all sorts of sins that God hates. And my question is, do you hate those the same? Do you hate your own sin? You see, if you look at another sinner and you hate their sin more than you hate your own, I would challenge you to think about this. Maybe maybe you've got your eyes on the wrong sinner. And maybe, maybe you need to look in the mirror. Maybe you need to look in the mirror and begin to ask God, to transform your heart so that you will hate your own sin and be disgusted with your own sin more than you're disgusted with other people's sin. I, I am disgusted with my own sin, with my own brokenness. And I look at myself as being worse than anyone else out there. I mean, I, I mean that. like I legitimately look at all these other people in the world that are sinful. And then I look in the mirror and I think, but Kenny, you are the chief of sinners. Like, the Apostle Paul says that he's a chief of sinners until I I, I always feel like myself. Well, until I was born, then I took his place. Like That's how I legitimately feel. And I go, but God loves me anyway. How could I possibly look at someone else and be disgusted with their sin more than my own? The reality is how I'm just... I'm disgusted with other people's sin, but I'm I'm disgusted more with my own, and I believe I believe with that attitude it will lead you to a more Christ honoring uh, lifestyle, and so is it wrong for you to hate homosexuality? I think the answer is no. I think it's appropriate to hate homosexuality, but. But I but I think we I think there's a right way to hate homosexuality. Let me just go over those four again. I think I think number one we should be more we should be known for being people who are for something against more than we are against something. I think number two we should we should hate all sin that God hates. Uh, number three we should seek to separate someone's choices from their person, and then number four we should seek to be more disgusted with our own sin and our own brokenness more than we are disgusted with other people's sinful choices or brokenness. I think. I think that would be the most Christ-honoring way to approach uh, this particular topic, um, or really any sinful topic or sinful genre of questions, or you know whatever. I, I think I think it's I think it's appropriate to approach all sin with these four ideas in mind. But I think it's especially important with homosexuality because of the cultural uh, surroundings that that, are, that currently surround the topic of homosexuality. I would encourage everyone listening to this to pray to God, Lord, transform me. Give me your supernatural power and grace so that I can live out these four things the way that you would have me to live out. If you pray that prayer, I believe God will transform you and will give you the the supernatural ability and grace to do that well. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful and insightful to you. Uh, If you have a question or topic uh, that you want me to address on the show, shoot me an email, whether it's related to homosexuality or anything I said in this episode, or if it's something completely different and unrelated to that, uh, you can also uh, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, you can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. To ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast, subscribe in iTunes or on your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every single episode gets delivered directly to your device when they go live. Also, if you love the podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Let the world know you love the podcast. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they push us up the iTunes charts. The more reviews we have, the more people will find the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.